0: To reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager. That's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion
1: Securities. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50 plus in your overall investment, tax, and estate planning, and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money and how you can get a higher income. How would you like to get 6 to 8% paid to you on a monthly basis? we well, are going to find out today. First up is Greg Taylor. who's the Chief Investment Officer at Purpose Investments. He's going to talk about a new uh, offering that they have that's available that pays that out. And Jennifer Stevenson, who's the Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Dynamic Funds, has a fund that uh, invests in the energy sector and it pays out a regular distribution of somewhere around 7.8%. Okay, I'm going to make a statement here. Investing in balanced funds or ETFs is riskier than equity funds. Yes, you heard me right. You know, Warren Buffett once said, only when the tide goes out can you discover that who out there has been swimming naked. What he meant was investors should not judge managers based on the success that they had during the last uh, bull market. You know, when the market's doing fine, what portfolio managers do is they take a little bit of extra risk to try to boost their returns. You know, here's what we found out, though. In the last four months, or even since the beginning of the year, balance fund managers have been caught swimming naked. Here's why. The benchmark for balance funds is down 9.17%. Remember that number. What you found is across the board, some of the biggest balance funds, and they're all owned by the major banks. We don't have to say any of their names. They're down somewhere 10 to 11%. The Toronto Stock Exchange, which is all stocks, you know, no fixed income, is down about 4 to 5% year to date. So, these balance funds are down double that amount. So the problem that I find with um, balance funds is that the people who invested in them bought them because they don't want the high risk. But in the race to generate higher returns, a lot of them took on extra risks. You would think a balance fund is balanced, right? Uh, 50% bonds, 50% stocks. But a lot of these now are somewhere 30% bond, 70% stocks, or you could even find some that are 70% bonds, and 30% equities. So that kind of threw a lot of people off because they didn't know what kind of balance that they had when they invested. The problem that we have, though, is in this kind of a market, bonds and stocks went down the same. And some of these fund managers that tried to get extra returns, the way you do it in the fixed income land is you basically, instead of buying short-term bonds, you buy long-term bonds. So it had a double whammy. Number one, long-term bonds are down somewhere around 15% from their highs. So now you're looking at somebody that has long bonds in the portfolio. It's taking extra risk there. That didn't work. And you have the stock market going down at the same thing. And as you know, everything in the, in the markets have uh, gone down lately. You had the double whammy inside of, uh, inside of your balance fund. So if you have balance funds, I would take a look to see you know, what you have. And I would suggest there's, a, there's an alternative. And here's, I'll give you five reasons why I don't like balance funds. Here we go. Number one, you got a lack of flexibility. You know, there's, a, there's somebody that's deciding on the asset allocation there somehow, um, and it has an allocation that a lot of you and a lot of the listeners out there don't know what that allocation is. All they know is the word balance fund. And they've been able to hang in there because if you've had them for the last 5-10 years, you've gotten a decent return because interest rates were coming down that whole time. So the bond section did well. And the equity section would participate and pay some dividends and get you a decent return. So nobody really paid attention. But now, all of a sudden, people are waking up and saying, okay, I have this balance fund, you know, and I'm down like 10 11 12%. How is that possible? So lack of flexibility is number one. Number two is a lack of transparency. And they have increased complexity because they can shift back and forth. Here's what they can do. They can have so much in bonds and so much in stocks, and then they have um, movement. They can go from 50-50 to 60-40 to 70-30. The other thing they can do too is they could have a big portion of the equity part or even the bond part outside of Canada, which has had even more volatility. So the ones that had that even suffered more volatility as the global markets, global uh, equity markets and global mar- bond markets uh, corrected dramatically. So lack of transparency is another reason I don't like it. High cash balances and fees. So you're paying a high fee for balance funds. So you're paying somewhere between one9 to 2.5% for most balance funds. And a lot of those balance funds, when I looked at them lately, had between 7 you know, to 10% sitting in cash. So cash is making virtually nothing, and you're paying 2 2.5%. So the other thing that you have is you're giving money in a mutual fund or an ETF to a manager, and he has a certain allocation there that he has to deal with. The, the thing is you have to be basically someone that can manage both – Understanding the bond market and understanding what goes on there to pick the right bonds for the portfolio And on the other side you have to be a good equity manager and understand how to pick stocks So you have to be able to do both my solution to all this is to stay focused pick stocks That pay you a dividend and break this up take the money and look at it and say okay What if I had stocks out of that portfolio that paid me dividends and what if I had fixed income? That's more appropriate for today. Maybe I should have some GICs or maybe I should have some sort of uh, other kind of uh, fixed income that will even, you know, very, very, very short term, that's not going to give me the safety I want and give me the return that I want. So I would suggest that's the way to go rather than, um, you know, going with these funds now that are sitting ducks really with what's happening in the marketplace today. You know, they played their role back in the day when you would go in there and say, you know, I'm not sure what I want. I'd like to have something and um, balance funds sounded good. And interest rates, you know, since actually since 2000. So for 20 years, interest rates have come down from the highs at 20%. So um, they've, they've done okay, but I think that's going to be changing now, and you have to change with it. And I think um, if, when you look around and you look at all these institutions, the biggest pools of money in Canada are in these um, balance funds, and I think you should take a look at it because there's uh, great alternatives out there. And we have some for you there too. So um, if you'd like to get a list and how you can, you know, be- basically transition your fund – um, to uh, a more focused kind of a portfolio. Give Dominique a call now and uh, she'll send you the details on what we're suggesting. It's one eight six six eight nine one twenty six thirty seven. 891 2637 That's one 891 2637 And ask Dominique for the uh, Transitioning from uh, Balance Funds Portfolio. Okay, stay right there. Greg Taylor, he's the Chief Investment Officer from Purpose Investments. He's going to give us an idea that generates 6% income on his portfolio. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. And joining us now is uh, Greg Taylor. He's the Chief Investment Officer at Purpose Investments. And we asked Greg to come on to talk about one of his uh, new projects. Uh, portfolios that he manages. Hey, good morning, Greg. Thanks for uh, joining us on the show this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. You know what? In, in portfolio management, you know, you, you look at, of course, putting together your portfolio and you manage uh, money for your firm there. You know, there's a concept of how you put things together and it's called correlation. So how important is it to have, um, you know, investments in there that are not correlated? Could you explain all that?
2: Yeah, I think that's the, the key principle of asset management. You don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. Okay. And you don't want to have everything that's just acting the exact same to every market condition. And, and really, I think what we're going through right now in this uh, 2022 environment is is a really big turning point for a lot of investors, because a lot of investors had just invested in the 60-40 portfolio, which has been taught in business school for the last 30 years. And Really, that's having 60% equities and 40% bonds. And they kind of have a yin and a yang aspect to it, that when equities aren't working, your bonds are working, and vice versa. And it's really been a model that had been a a really good place for investors to hide in, but is really kind of broken in the last uh, 6 to 12 months as we started to see this big move higher in bond yields. And remember, when bond yields go up, uh, bond prices go down. So we've had an environment where bond yields are going up, so bonds are going down. And then in the last uh, six months, uh, equities are going down too. So, the traditional market of uh, just having bonds and equities hasn't really provided much comfort for investors as both asset classes are going down and the correlations have basically gone to one, so they're acting the same. So, that's why it's incredibly key for investors to try and find uh, differentiated sources of returns that are going to be less correlated and going to act a lot better in times of duress.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, just before you came on, you know, that's what I was talking about, you know, a bet. The notion of a balanced fund it didn't give you any balance, really.
2: No, it yeah. certainly hasn't. And I think that's where people are trying to figure out the the, the next step and what's going to happen. And I think that's where alternative investment classes are going to emerge.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, you know, interest rates are,
1: you know, they're um, even though they're going up, they're, they're still they're still low, you know, relatively speaking, and the inflation is um, higher than normal, even though it could be peaking out here. So, what are some ways that um, you know investors are looking? Say I have cash and they're looking at uh, and how they can address these issues. I know you have a pretty interesting strategy called structured equity yield portfolio. Um, it seems kind of unique because I haven't heard about that before. And that's why we wanted you to come on the show. Is there anything out there that delivers the same kind of outcomes? And um, can you tell us all about exactly what you're doing there?
2: Yeah, and I think this is really to solve for a problem that investors have been starved for yield for the last number of years. Uh, in this low interest rate environment we've been in for the last five-plus years, it's been hard for investors to try and have a monthly income coming out of their portfolio because when you're looking at government bonds, they were yielding less than 1%. Uh, you're not getting much else on your corporate bonds. And, and you can really could be relied on equities with a dividend yield, but there's a lot more volatility associated with equities than there are uh, fixed incomes. So investors are really struggling trying to figure out a way to get some income out of their portfolios to really protect against the inflationary environment because uh, inflation, once it's higher than what you're earning, you're actually your you're real income and your worth, worth is starting to deteriorate. So it's important to earn some income and try and take on as less risk as possible. So one area that investors had been looking for in the past year so to become really popular in Canada was looking at the structured notes market. And these are looking at uh, instruments that are created by banks, which are tied to a certain uh, index, usually an equity index. And as long as you're within a barrier, say, plus 5% down 30%, you can get a a coupon. And these coupons are normally a lot higher than you'd see in the traditional fixed income market. Now, granted, you are taking on a little bit of equity exposure, but you are having a fair, fair bit of downside, which can help in times of volatility. And these are earning outsized uh, yields. Um, most of these uh, these structured notes can earn anywhere between 6 to 10% on an annual basis. And that's pretty attractive when you're looking at the alternatives that are, are yielding much less than that. So the purpose what we came out with was a mutual fund that's daily liquid and provides uh, investors exposure to the structured equity, uh, structured notes market. Uh, and this really isn't one-stop shop that can look at Giving investors an exposure to a portfolio of structured notes, so providing even more diversification and can pay out a six percent yield.
1: Oh, that's a that's a nice yield. Um, would you know a lot of the listeners? You know, like index-linked GICs. Would that be a similar kind of investment?
2: Um, it, it would be similar, but these aren't guaranteed. Okay. So there's no guarantee involved in this. This is You are still taking on a little more equity equity risk and exposure, uh, but you've got a lot of buffers in there. So uh, the GSEs are a guaranteed source of income. This isn't guaranteed, but it has a lot more downside protection than in traditional equity. Yeah,
1: but when you look at like, income is a, is a key component for a portfolio, and you're, I guess your fund is called the Purpose Structured Equity Yield Fund. It's different than a bond fund's... Um you know, that, that they've corrected quite a bit this year, where, you know, the notes that you're uh, dealing with haven't as much. Um, what opportunity do you, do you pose right now? And uh, what are the risks?
2: Yeah, and I think that's really a key point that you're making on because people have been kind of uh, trained in the last little bit to think that bonds are safe right. and that they never go down. And that's been a big uh, learning as we've head to 2022 that I think a lot of investors are surprised to see that you can actually lose money in bonds. And you're seeing that as these yields are going up and prices are going down. And I think people are starting to reassess the risks that they had in their bond portfolio. So within structured equity yield and, and structured notes market in general, uh, nothing's ever risk-free. Um, really what we're trying to find is a way that's a better risk reward at the end of the day. So you can still earn your income, get that 6% monthly uh, coupon. Um, but you are going to take on a little bit of equity risk and, and certainly when you've seen uh, fairly significant drops like we have in, in, in March and April and into May uh, from the equity markets, uh, everything is, is really correlated to one so there's not a lot of hiding spots. So um, the notes portfolio has dropped in value from where it was at the beginning of the year but we do expect that to recover over time as, as we are optimistic that this is more of a, a blip in the, in the equity uh, markets and, and over the next uh, few years they will, they will start to recover. Uh, on average, the notes we are purchasing are, are seven-year terms, so as long as everything recovers to the previous level within seven years, you you get your principal back. So we think there's an opportunity here because we have taken on some short-term uh, downside, but we expect that to be recovered in the next uh, few months. And in the meantime, you get a nice yield to to keep you over while you wait.
1: What's, what's the, the current yield now, uh Greg?
2: It'll be a little over 6%. 6%. Uh, annualized, paid on a monthly basis.
1: Paid on a monthly basis. Well, that's great. I know uh, we have to you know, follow up on this because there's a lot more to learn about it. But uh, what we'll do is uh, if you can get your guys to send over the information, we'll put it in our In the Money section and give uh, the listeners uh, uh, you know, background and exactly what you're talking about there.
2: Absolutely. Happy to do
1: that. Well, it's great having you on the show, Greg. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We really appreciate it. And hopefully we can get you on again real soon to talk more about this.
2: I'm happy to
1: do that. Thanks right. for having me All right. On. You take care. Thanks. Okay. That was Greg Taylor. He's the chief investment officer at Purpose Investments. Again, the information will be, if you go to our website, primetimemoney.ca, and you go into a section that's called In the Money, it'll have it all explained there. So it's something that I would take a look at for sure and uh, try to understand, you know, getting a 6% uh, yield on a monthly basis is uh Something you want to take a look at and investigate a little bit further. And remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Purpose Investments. Okay, when people talk energy today, they talk about renewables like solar, wind, geothermal, and natural gas. Out of all of those... What is the best place to invest in today? Stay right there. Jennifer Stevenson from Dynamic Funds joins us to explain. I'm Richard Infantino. You're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money. And joining us now is uh, Jennifer Stevenson. Jennifer's been a friend for a lot of years, and um, she's been on our show many times over the years. And we always call her in Calgary to uh, wake her up and uh, get her on the show to talk about energy. Good morning, Jennifer. Thanks for uh, waking up early there in Calgary and joining us here this morning.
3: Always a pleasure to speak with you, Richard.
1: You know, um, inflation is, has gained momentum and, um, you know, interest rates and, um, you know, investors out there are saying, you know, like, we, we have some money. Like, uh, how can they position their investment portfolio to hedge against this? And then, you know, why should they keep investing in energy?
3: yeah key key questions right now and and it's important to remember that energy is one of the key contributors to inflation so it's an input cost to everything from industrial to mobility to petrochemicals you name it so you want to protect your portfolio from inflation and benefit from inflation by owning one of the causes of it so you want to own Energy in the portfolio and take advantage of those high energy prices for yourself.
1: Now, in your portfolio that you manage there with uh, Dynamic, you, you uh, hold between a twenty-five thirty, you know, stocks in the in the portfolio. Can you kind of share the types of things you look for when you're when you're putting you know stocks into your portfolio? Like, what are the, what are the important things are you looking for there?
3: Yeah, some of the, some of the key things that we look for. The the biggest tenant for for us as a team and for me as a portfolio manager is quality. Okay. Right? Because I I never want to have anything not work out because there's a quality problem. So that's quality of the management team, quality of the assets, quality of the operations, quality and strength of the balance sheet, sustainability of those assets to continue to generate cash flow. That's that's the building block of then how we select the stocks. From there, it has to start with that quality lens.
1: Now, it, looking at uh, the landscape going forward, uh, what kind of um, you know we always have, want to know some opportunities there. What what kind of exciting opportunities are you finding right now?
3: Yeah, you know it, it it's it's like. It's like boring is the new exciting to me because because in the old days, it would be the little companies, big growth rates, that would be exciting. And right now, to me, the excitement comes from, the large cap companies that are able to grow their cash flow, grow their production with a moderate amount of their cash flow. And the balance of that free cash flow comes back to investors in the form of share buybacks and dividends. So that, to me, is an exciting way to participate in these strong commodity prices by getting the share prices to go up and also getting your hands on that dividend cash flow directly.
1: So so you're saying that even if you're investing today and the, the market is where it is, because they're having so much cash flow, they're going to increase the dividends even from here, you're saying? I
3: do. No? I absolutely do. Yeah. That's,
1: that's great. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of the funds that you manage. Now, I know you have one called the Dynamic Energy Income Fund, and then there's another one called Dynamic Strategy, Strategic Energy Class. Tell us about those two.
3: Yeah, the the biggest difference between those two funds is the is the – Dynamic Energy Income Fund, every single company in that fund pays a dividend, and the fund pays a dividend every month, and the yield on that fund is 7.8%. So it's large-cap companies. It's mostly producers because that's where I see more torque for increasing those dividends and increasing those buybacks because the cash flow is so strong. So it's about 75% producers. And they're, they're global, they're large cap, and they pay out those increasing dividends. The strategic energy class does have a few dividend payers in it, but it is it is more focused on those companies that are a bit more diversified and a bit more nimble and a bit more regionally place specific. So they might just be focused, say, in the Permian Basin or just focused in the Montney and Canada.
0: Oh,
1: okay. So those are a little bit more. So one would be, of course, more focused on, you know, basically getting a client the regular income and then getting mm-hmm. the growth on top of that and a rising dividend. Exactly. So like who should invest in this kind of a fund? Can you describe like, like an investor that would invest in this?
3: Yeah, if we if we look at at the at the energy income fund, the, the the type of investor in there is is someone that that understands that the energy sector is is not without volatility. However, you want quality companies you want to receive that dividend cash flow. You want that inflation protection in the portfolio from a global exposure across the basins in quality. So the, the income fund is designed for that kind of investor that says, I know that fund value is going to go up, but it might have some volatility to it. But those dividend checks are going to be regular and monthly.
1: Yeah, right. So that's called, a dynamic energy income fund. And currently it's paying, uh, you're saying 7.8%? Yeah, and it, how does it pay out? Does it pay out monthly or quarterly?
3: It pays out monthly.
1: So you get a monthly income out of that. So you, you could use it in an open account. We could also, you know, we have a lot of listeners on here that have riffs, and if they don't have a component for energy, it's a way to get some income. And, you know, 7.8 outpaces the uh, minimum withdrawal. It, it yeah. does.
3: And then, you know, and when you go to the gas pump and you don't like the, the price on it, yeah, and you say, getting, well, I'm getting my monthly <laughs> dividend check. It's yeah, and I'm so getting bad. it back. Yes.
1: <laughs> so now I can. Instead of buying $40, I can buy $50 worth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, great having you on again. Nice talking to you. I haven't talked to you for a while. But, uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to uh, you know, help us out here with the show, Jennifer. And hopefully we get to talk to you again real soon.
3: You bet. Always a pleasure, Richard.
1: Thank you. All right. You take care. Bye for now. Bye. Okay. That was Jennifer Stevenson. Remember, this show is paid for in part by Dynamic Funds. Dynamic Funds is a division of 1832 Asset Management LP. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. Mutual funds and hedge funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. The views expressed regarding a particular company, security, industry, market sector, and views of the individual only, and do not necessarily represent the views of 1832 Asset Management L.P., These views should be considered as an indication of trading intent of a mutual fund or a hedge fund, nor do they have a recommendation to buy or sell, nor can they be relied upon as investment advice. Okay, that's all the time we have for today. Those are two great ideas today in giving you a high income. Join us next week when we talk to Stephen Dench. He's Vice President and Portfolio Manager at AGF. And Marcus Berry, Vice President and ETF Specialist at Invesco, joins us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And our podcasts are on Apple Music and Spotify. See you next week, everyone. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money.
0: The strategies and advice during primetime money are provided for general guidance. Listeners should consult their own investment advisor when planning to implement a strategy. Interest rates, market conditions, special offers, tax rulings, and other investment factors are subject to change. Richard Infantino is an investment advisor with RBC Dominion Securities, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund.